welcome to First in Filoni. Uh, my name is Donovan Filoni, and as always, joined with the man, joined with the man himself, Mr. Andrew Cooper. Uh, coming off of a pretty busy week, guys. Um, week three actually turned out to be a pretty good week of games. There was a good game, I think, at each time slot. Um, so let's go ahead and get back into it. A recap of week three here. Um, there's a couple game of the weeks, and I, I wrote a couple of them down. Uh, but I'll go ahead and give you the floor for, for yours because I think we're probably going to have the same. I have two of them written down. Uh, so where where do you want to start? You want to go to Boulder or you want to go to Missouri? Um, it doesn't matter. Either one of them are pretty good games. Let's start with um. Let's start with the Colorado Colorado State. Nine point three million viewers for that game at a ten o'clock start time. That's pretty impressive to me. Uh, pretty good back and forth. Um, one thing that we gotta gotta realize is is rivalry games are the same no matter what stage of the game. And that twenty three point spread was was way too much for a rivalry game. Colorado State, I'll give them props. They came out hidden, uh, even with that dirty hit by that call by the Colorado State player. Um, but as Dion said, as Travis Hunter said, stuff like that, it's football, man. He shouldn't be getting death threats. Um, but I thought that was a really, really, really good game. Um, Colorado's offense is great. Their defense kind of scares me. They do have some playmakers. Um, but what really scares me is they they got no offense in defensive line. So those are kind of just my takeaways from that. Um, and then Travis Hunter being out three weeks from that late hit from the Colorado State guy. Um, that scares me for this week for Oregon, man. That that really scares me, not having the best player on the field. Yeah, I 100% agree with you on that one. He's just such a dynamic player on both sides of the ball and like a spark plug. So I think they're really going to be missing him, you know, the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Did you, did you get a chance to watch that game? I know it was 10 o'clock Eastern, and I I watched about half of it before I fell asleep. I might have watched 15 minutes of it and I fell asleep. I can't stay up late like that no more. Yeah, it was, it was a tough one, man. But I think it was a good game. I, I think it kind of did show Colorado's weakness, though. Um, Shador looked good, as always. It's just they have no offense and defensive line. You come with a running team. You're going to get screwed. Um, the second game of the week I had was Kansas State at Mizzou. Um, Walker Howard was hurt, but he still played well. Kansas played well. That trade was a Trayvon Burton, the third, the wide receiver. Yep. He's a stud, man. Yeah, he's got so much speed on the outside. You give him an inch of daylight, I mean, he's gone. What What are your thoughts on Cook, the quarterback? Because there were spots there where he looked really, really good, and then there were spots there that looked like he shouldn't even even been on the field. Yeah, I thought he looked good, but I think, you know, when the pressure arose is kind of when he faltered. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. know if he either got a little too ahead of himself or – he was comfortable, then he got uncomfortable. I mean, I really don't know on that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, it came down to I mean a fifty six yard field goal then the the penalty of <laughs> delay a game by a coach, like biggest misstep I think of the weekend. Uh then a sixty sixty one yard banger by Harrison Mevis. Um I, I thought it had everything that you needed for a good game there. Um but those were my two game of the weeks. Um I, I assume you had the same, right? Or did you have a different one? I had Colorado, Colorado State. It's so back and forth. Duh, especially with an overtime game, man, it's hard not to put that as a game of the week. 
Yeah, and especially how Colorado had to come back with it too. I watched the highlights um, the next day, and I was I was shocked, man. But let's go ahead and get into the player of the week then for last week. Um, I'll let you go first on this one. You had the floor because we have different ones, I believe. Yeah, I actually had uh, had two, but I think the biggest one to me is Audric Estime. I mean, he had 20 carries for 176 yards. Dude, Bowling ball. I'm telling you, if the, <laughs> offensive line, if the offensive line holds up like that this weekend, and he – I'm yeah. telling you, man, he's just a bowling ball. I mean, he's he can he's, read a hole, and I mean, he's he. It takes more than one defender to take him down, man. But still, you got 20 carries, 176 yards. Like I said, I know they won't play nobody great, but that's still pretty impressive. And the other one for me was Michael Penix Jr. I mean, 27 to 35, 473 yards, four touchdowns. I know they're playing Michigan State with everything Michigan State's got going on. I would have thought they would have came out there with the fire on their butt and played a little bit better, but. Man, week to week to week, he's just he's improving to he's me. Thrown three hundred yards almost every single week or more, right? I know. Yeah, I know. I mean, so those are definitely my two. Uh, I mean, it just both of them continue to impress. Like I said, we talked about it before. There's really no dominant team to us in college football, but if there's no. two players that constantly are dominant, it's Audric Estime and Michael Penix Jr. It, it seems like that. I mean, we can we can say Caleb Williams in that conversation as well, and I think we can say Sh- uh, Shador Sanders too. I I mean, but to be honest with you, I'm glad you said Michael Penix because I don't see how he's not in the Heisman conversation right now. He ought to be top of the leaderboard, in my opinion. He should be because of the way Washington plays, and like you just said, you kind of highlighted it, and I'll, I'll just kind of reiterate it. We. There's no dominant college football team. I think Georgia's second half made me more comfortable with their standing on the East. But Tennessee dropped a game in the Swamp, although Florida looked really good on defense. Um, South Carolina pushed Georgia to the limit. I mean, teams were just – Bama struggled with USF, but I think that was because they suspended Jalen Milrow and he didn't play. Um, There's no no real dominant team – every single week except for Washington at this point. And it's because of Michael Penix Jr. who just does not miss right now. Um, my my player of the week was Harrison Mevis. Had to go for the brand on that one. Uh, anytime a fat kicker kicks 61-yard field goal to win the game, um, I, I have to go with him, man. Like, you know I do. <laughs> you you know I have to go with my oh, kicker, yeah. man. So, um but yeah, I mean, and then just to hit on Estime as well. I mean, just imagine Estime. If I, this is fantasy booking for you, but imagine Estime at NC State. Like holy hell! Oh. It'd be back to like the old. It'd be like the old Andre Brown days. I could see you you just buying a jersey of that boy because he's going to be running for 150 yards a game. Might give Brandon Armstrong something to pass to, but you know, Dave Doran will start oh, Houston man. over him. Uh, actually, new news today, Jordan Houston has left the program. Oh, really? Yep, he has decided that he's going to redshirt and graduate, but he's going to enter the transfer portal when that opens. That's crazy, man. I've heard, I've heard some rumors about some other players uh, potentially entering the transfer portal already as well, which it brings it to me like, I like it if it works out for the player and the team. Like Michael Penix from Indiana, he was dog shit at Indiana. 
and then he goes to Washington and is lighting it up. Bo Nix at Auburn to to Oregon as well. But for the players that just keep bouncing around and bouncing around, I mean, I can think of Tate Martell, man. Like, I wish he would have just stayed and developed somewhere instead of bouncing around because he would have been a fun Johnny Manziel type player to watch. Yep. But we can talk about that during the off season because I think transfer portal is going to be a fun little wrinkle and then they're going to have to relegate or regulate it somehow. Um, winners of the week, man. Uh, who do you got for winners of the week? I got, only got two of them. I got three. I got um, Mizzou, Florida, and Wyoming. Yeah, Wyoming sneaky is really good this yeah. year, man. They're 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 hanging they're hanging in there with some tough teams, man. I I think they lost, but either way, man, they, they did still lose to Texas. They pushed Texas. They still continue. They still continue to impress me week in away week out, man. They got what a hard your, schedule too. What so. are your thoughts on their all yellows, man? That's pretty slick. I kind of like them better than the Browns that they have as well. But, yeah, I mean, that might be the G5 team to look out for this year. I would like to see them versus Tulane suited up. Like, let's see what happens. Um, That might be a fun game to watch too. Yeah, I had Florida and Ohio State. Um, Florida, I called it. Um, It's just Joe Milton, dude. That's all that it is, is because Joe Milton chokes in the prime time. He chokes when the pressure is on. Tennessee, I think – has the better players right now, but Florida's defense stepped up. Graham Mertz looked in control of that offense. The two-headed running back monster with, uh, was it Jackson Jr. or Johnson Jr. and ETN? Um, for Florida, that seems pretty unstoppable when they get going. Um, and then I'm a big fan of number 21 on the defensive line, Watson, that 400-pound dude. When he gets going, man, he's yeah. he takes up two people. And I'm like, I was telling my fiance. I was like, you need that. I just remember Casey Hampton of the old Steelers lines where he would just plug up two, three people in the middle every single time. Like, you need that. Um, Definitely a big boy. To be successful. And then Ohio State. um, Western Kentucky is Western Kentucky, but they're not a bad team. And they put 63 on them with only allowing 10 points. Like, that was really, really impressive to me. Um, that they actually looked like a complete team. They're going with Kyle McCord the rest of the season. There's no more question about it. Um, losers of the week. Um, my first loser is Tennessee. I I, I kind of said that already. It's Joe Milton. Like, I'm high on him. He has all the skill in the world. He's a perfect example where he has some of the most amazing raw talent there is out there, but he just he can't put it together. Um and then Colorado with Travis Hunter being out for three weeks, that scares me, man. Like that really, really scares me for Dion because they got a they got a tough three weeks coming up. Um, but who who are your losers of the week? I had Tennessee and Bama. So I, I question you about Bama. Is it just because of their offense? Because their defense looked good. They had the USF's quarterback got on a couple good scrambles, but that was really about it. Me is. To me, it's just the offense, man. Yeah, they don't it's have any so like they they set yeah, solid it seems, but it's just nobody that's gonna. They don't have a Najee Harris. They don't have a Mark Ingram. They don't have a Henry Ruggs on the outside, or you know, Jameson Williams, Julio Jones, Jalen yeah, Waddle. Yeah, I can see that too, man. It's just crazy. Um. 
Okay. Well, let's go ahead and get into some game picks, man. We got a loaded slate and um, trying to get through these a little bit quicker uh, for the people listening at home. We're recording a little bit late. It's been a busy week, I think, for both of us. More so for Mr. Cooper there, but I want to get him out so he can uh, get to sleep or something. But uh, just on the records here, last week you went five and five, and I went seven and uh, three. So I I now am in the lead with twenty four and eleven. You're twenty three and twelve. Still a close race. Um, my locks are eighteen and seventeen. Um, so they they did a five and five week as well, which I'm I'm fine with. Um. But this week, man, we got a loaded, 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 loaded schedule, it seems. Um, and I didn't make it easy for us on picking. So this will probably be our, our weakest uh, weakest output here. Um, let's go ahead and start with what could potentially be the game of the week. Again, at noon kickoff, FSU at Clemson. FSU, latest I saw was FSU minus two and a half. Um, so it's basically a pick them there. Um what are you, what are your thoughts on this game? I'll I'll let you go first. I I have my pick in mind, but this one was very difficult for me to to decide. Uh, I mean, Florida State struggled, and we always know every Florida State team always has that one, maybe two losses in right. the ACC every year. I think the home field advantage in this one's going to be a big factor, even though it is noon. Um. I also think, too, Klubnik and the uh, offensive coordinator finally gelled a little bit. Offense is moving a little bit from what I've been seeing. Yeah. I know they really haven't been playing, you know, big teams outside of the Duke game. But I think Clemson gets back to its ACC foes, and I think they're going to upset FSU. See, I think you're probably right on that. But what worries me is Klubnik still has not shown anything. The only playmaker they have is Will Shipley. And like I said before, he's a workhorse. He's not a playmaker. What scares me is that it's the first time Clemson's that hasn't been favored in an ACC game, I think, in like five, ten years or something like that at home. Um, Now, if it was a night game, I'd pick Clemson, but I'm going with FSU here. I think FSU had the case of looking forward against Boston College. Um, I, it's going to be a shootout. I don't see defenses. It that's the only way Clemson's going to win because they can't. I don't think Clemson has the defensive backs to uh stay with the receivers of Florida State. Um, and if Florida State wins this game, they have to be top three. I, I think. I think their their resume puts them in the top three of the national conversation. Um, so I'm I'm going FSU. You're going Clemson. I I don't have a gut feeling one way or the other. I struggled with that pick. Um, my I I do want to branch off on on a little bit of a tangent here for for that game though. Not 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 that game, but why isn't Duke getting the respect they should be getting after they beat the Clemsons? Like, because we're saying it's still FSU, Clemson, Miami, and then we're saying like maybe UNC, Pitt, and then Duke, like the Duke NC State. Why are they so low? Why is Duke still so low after the showing? It's the same. It's just it's the same with the top twenty-five rankings every year when they come out in preseason. It's the same teams. Yeah, I, I just that's think all it is. Getting more. They're respect. waiting. 
probably do as well, but it's going to take another huge win right, for them to finally get their respect, which is, I don't think is right. But Yeah, I, I think Duke is so solid for what they have. Mike Elko is gone after this season. Like, he's he's the biggest name outside of Dion in college football. So, um, I just wanted to get your, your brief thoughts on that because I just – somebody proposed that uh, the other day to me, and I was like, I don't know. I, I have respect for Duke. I don't – I don't think they're not going to win, but uh, next game we have is Auburn at Texas A&M, which uh, Texas A&M's favored by seven and a half. Um, this one confused me because the spread is so low. Um, I picked Texas A&M. I, I trust uh, Connor Wegman over Peyton Thorne, uh, but Auburn seems to be on the way up with the way they've been playing. Yeah, I've got Texas A&M. I think Kyle Field with the home field advantage and Auburn really not playing, you know, a tough talent yet. You got to remember, too, man, they're also really young with that. Um, I don't know. It's kind of a no-brainer with me. I'm not a big fan of Jimbo, but I think he gets the best if he frees this week. This is the type of game that Jimbo loses, though. Like, we could we could be coming back and having our foot completely down our mouth. He already – By 10. I mean, it could be. could be. That's why they play the game. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, okay, so the next one I think <laughs> was a game that I've been running my mouth about for four weeks now, and I'm scared to put my money where my mouth is. Uh, Colorado at Oregon. Oregon is favored by 21 points. It was at 23 and a half earlier in the week, but it's gone down to 21. Um, do you trust Bo Nix? Yep. Playing at home, man. That and Travis Hunter is out. I think that's your, your big – the big thing with that, I mean, I just – like I said, Oregon, the defense did there or an eight, but – Yeah, well, Dan Manning keep that defense humming. Yeah, so he's got the defensive roots anyway from Georgia, so I got to go with Oregon on this one. I doubted Dion once with the 21-point spread. I want to doubt him again, but I'm not going to. I have to I have to go with Colorado. I told you I wasn't picking against Dion until they lose. I just think last week was not the real Colorado team because of the one rivalry rivalry week and two they got in their heads with everybody being there. And if I know Dion and the coaching staff that he put in there, these boys had hell this week because of all that factors. So I, I think I'm picking Colorado. I think Oregon really is going to win, but I think it's going to be close, closer than 21. Yeah, I was going to say no more than two touchdowns. Maybe a touchdown and a field goal. Yeah, I mean, we I could be wrong. and Because Oregon, I just, I just don't know. Oregon lately, like, lately they're good but they always lose that one or two games and it's the Pac-12 where I think Pac-12 is going to cannibalize each other and this could be an upset game. But, um, okay, next game, UCLA at Utah, another Pac-12 game. Utah's favored by four and a half. Um, sneaky good game. UCLA is is rolling through people quietly. It's one of the quietest Chip Kelly teams I've ever seen. Last year, UCLA came in, or Utah went into UCLA and UCLA beat the brakes off of them. I'm going Utah solely because it's at Utah. If it was at UCLA, I think I'd probably pick them. I got Utah only because 
It's at Utah. Yep. And the home field advantage for Utah is always so good. Once again, man, UCLA, I know they're flying under the radar, but I just don't think they played like a Florida or somebody to really more. They're I guess we'll just have to he's yeah. Good. He's good. Oh yeah. So I don't know. Like the stats aren't really lining up because UCLA has more of the stats, but I think it's just gonna be hard to beat Utah and Utah. And I think Cam Rising is back this week. I think. That'll be good. So, I, even if they have a shell of Cam Rising, that freshman that they have, what's his name? Johnson? Nate Johnson? Is that his name? Uh, yeah, I believe so. He's so fast. I, 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 I'm excited to see him going forward. I really am. Um, He kind of reminds me of, like, Dennis Dixon from the old Oregon teams, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> you remember him and how fast he was? Yeah. Like Michael Vick, Marcus Vick, like, all them, like. Fast as fast as can be. Uh, next game, Old Miss at Alabama. Alabama has been getting so much criticism lately. It's at Tuscaloosa. Bama is uh, seven point favorites. Um, I'm not doubting Nick Saban. I think last week was a Nick Saban game to not play Milrow because he knew what Milrow was and what he is, um, and he wanted to see if he had a better option, but. Simpson and Buckner just did not look good. Um, Milrose back. I think they're going to run it down Ole Miss throat. I'm having. I'm picking Bama. I I want to pick Ole Miss because I like Lane Kiffin, but I'm I'm picking Bama on this one. This is a tough one for me. Yeah, I just don't know if. I don't know. This is a tough one. I mean, Milro. Staben's down, man, but you don't want to pick against him because as soon as you pick against him, he's going to put up a 50-burger on you. Yeah, no. There's something about Ole Miss's offense, I think. You got Ole Miss? I don't know. The thing that scares me, though, is man, Ole Miss's <laughs> defense. Yeah, because you know they're good in the past, but I, they haven't been tested on the run yet. Is that a night game? Uh, I think it's a three thirty game. I just as much crap has been talked about Alabama this week that you know Nick Saban's going in there and lighting a fire under the boys' butts. It's a three thirty on CBS. Yeah, give me Bama on that. It's down to six and a yeah, half. Give me Bama. Bama. I had Ole Miss, but something's telling me to go Bama because I don't think Saban's losing twice in Tuscaloosa. Well, you can change it by the end of the show, so I'll give you that, man. Because I, I'm, I think I did it last week or two weeks ago. So, um, I think I'm gonna go with Bama on that one. Uh, yeah, I have to doubt Saban, but I do want to say if if Lane Kiffin does win, he gets the Bama job when when Nick retires for sure. Oh yeah. Um, next one I think might be one of the sneaky games of the week. BYU at Kansas. Kansas is favored by eight and a half. I just like what Kansas does, man. I know BYU um came back and beat Arkansas, but I'm not high on Arkansas this year. And I love Daniels at Kansas. I I love what uh Luke Leipold's doing. Give me give me the Jayhawks, man. I think I'm gonna take BYU in this one. Just a gut feeling. 
Yeah, I think they played a really good game last week in a hostile environment, and I think they continue it this week. So that's what scares me because they went into an SEC school that has some rowdy fans and beat them. But I just I think that'll be a fun game to watch as well. Um, next one we have Arkansas at LSU. LSU is favored by 17 and a half. I, I think this is a bigger spread than what it should be as well. Um, do you think LSU is riding high after beating the brakes off of Mississippi State? And, man, did I miss on that one last week. Um, beating the brakes off of Mississippi State and going to overlook Arkansas for next week. I think they have Ole Miss. Or do you think LSU uh, rules? I think LSU is going to continue it, man. I don't think I don't think Jaden Daniels is going to have the game that he had last week at eighty percent completion. I think I think Arkansas keeps it a ten point game, but I, I agree. I think LSU wins this. Um, next game, another Pac twelve. I think this might be the year that we had the most Pac twelve games to pick through that we're actually interested in. Um. And, of course, it's their last year, right? Oregon State at Washington State. Washington State, sneaky good, man. Um, Oregon State's favored by three. You got uh, Ward or DJ? I think I'm going to go Ward on this one. I think that home game, Washington State looks really good. They're under the radar, which is another thing that I really like. They're not getting hyped up. So, I think Mm -hmm. they're going to make a statement with this one. So I'm gonna pick Washington State. Yeah, Washington State's flying under the radar, man. I mean, they beat Wisconsin. I don't think Wisconsin is as good as I thought they were this year. Um, but I think that's more of a Tanner Mordecai versus anything else. Um I gotta stick with my boy DJ, man. He just looks so much better at Oregon State. I, I love Martinez, they're running back. I think DJ is benefiting from maybe not a bigger team. And kind of just playing fast and loose with it. I like Oregon State in this one, but that one, that one might be a fun. That one's going to be a fun one to watch as well. Um, okay, two more games, man. Um, and there are three Big Ten teams and one independent. So we'll go Iowa at or Iowa at Penn State. Iowa put up forty-one points last week and put my foot in my mouth. Uh, Ference is on the pace to hit his goal of uh 28 points a game now after that 41 point game uh Penn State they played a good game against uh Illinois but Illinois always plays them hard they won by more than 14 last week but Penn State's favored by 15 this week uh it is the whiteout game whiteout game at seven o'clock um I'm sticking with Penn State Drew Aller whiteout it's stars are lying are lining um i think they run for 200 yards i think they pass for 200 yards and white out just gets it done man yeah i have penn state as well it's hard to go against them with that white out game man i'm kind of disappointed they're using it on iowa but you know that's a that's another conversation you know oh yeah um, and then the game of the week where game day's at this week. Uh, I think it's the top 10 matchups, number six versus number nine or something like that. Ohio State at Notre Dame. Uh, Ohio State's favored by three points. Um, they are wearing the all greens, which really scares me because they don't have success wearing all all greens. Um, do you have fa- faith in Sam Hartman? Or are you going to go with Ohio State, who might be one of the most flying under the radar Ohio State teams we've seen in the last – 20 years. 
I'm going to stick with Sam Hartman and the Irish on this one, man. They just – Sam looks good, man. He's got an offensive line. He's got some running backs to help him out. And the defense is playing some really good ball. I just – Yeah. Someone was telling me to stick with Notre Dame. It's kind of hard for me to go against that because I just – I'm staying Notre Dame. I'm not football. I think so as well. I think it's a Marcus, Marcus Williams um, revenge game where Ohio State just let him go, basically. Not let him go, but, like, didn't try to stop him from leaving to go to Notre Dame to be the defensive coordinator. Um, oh, you're talking about Freeman? Marcus Freeman, sorry. You're right, yeah, Marcus Freeman. Um, I'm loving Marcus Freeman more and more. I love the hire. Like, I, I haven't been this high on a Notre Dame team in forever. Sam Hartman, I think – puts his name on the map and solidifies him in the top three with the Heisman candidacy with a win here. I'm going Notre Dame as well. Like I said, just those green jerseys scare me. But this is the first time in since Brady Quinn, Jimmy Clausen, that Notre Dame's had a good quarterback. Yep. I I mean, Deshaun Kaiser was probably our best one, and I oh, he was awful. Um, So I'm going Notre Dame as well. Um, so we differ on four games this week, so it should be, should be a pretty good week. Um, watch me just have a crappy week after last week. Um, some locks of the week, uh, you just stop me whenever you need to stop me. I got 10 of them, uh, NC state at UVA, NC state's favored by nine and a half. I think they win by more than that. Um, Ohio state, Notre Dame. I have Notre Dame plus three since I'm picking them out. Right. I also have the under 55 and a half. I think it turns into more of a defensive game than people think. People think it's going to be a shootout. I I don't I don't think so. Um, that one scares me though, um, because of the offensive firepower with Estime and then Marvin Harrison Jr. Like I think that scares me. Um, Oklahoma at Cincinnati over fifty seven total points. I mean Oklahoma's just bull bull rushing people like they're just and. Cincy, I think, is dog shit, so I think Oklahoma might get that by themselves. Colorado at Oregon, over 70 and a half points. Um, that's a lot of points, but I don't trust either defense, I don't think. Um, Maryland at Michigan State. Maryland's favored by seven and a half. I have them winning by more than seven and a half. Michigan State's just in shambles. Um, by the way, before I continue with that, who do you think Michigan State's next head coach is going to be? Or who, if if you were Michigan State AD, who would your first call be to? I think there's one, maybe. Two. I would say Elka, man. Yeah, it's Elko, Elko, right? I would say Elko. I would think it's Elko. It might be um, Jonathan Smith at Oregon State since they don't have a. What about uh? What about Dan Mullen? Isn't he? Doing the analyst gig, I analyst. Yeah. yeah. I, what worries about me with Dan Mullen is he's an SEC guy. I don't know if the if the Big Ten if he'd want to go to the Big Ten, but Michigan State will have the yeah. funds. I think that's a fun conversation for us to maybe speculate next week. Um, kind of picking some coaches to to maybe pick there. Um, okay, <laughs> getting back to it. BYU at Kansas over fifty four and a half. They don't have defenses, so they're gonna score. Iowa at Penn State. Penn State's favored by 15. I think they win by more than that. I don't trust Iowa's offense, and Penn State has a good defense. Charlotte at Florida. 
I'm picking the over 49 points. I think Florida's favored by like 28, but I don't trust them to be favored by 28. I think they win by 50, or I think the total score is over 50, though. Um, Rutgers at Michigan. This one I actually really, really like. Uh, Michigan's favored by 24 points. I think Rutgers keeps it within that 24. They've been looking good this year. They're 3-0, and and they're not they're not an awful team. Um, but And I don't trust Michigan, so, you know, whatever there. Um, okay, uh, upsets of the week, man. So the upset of the week we do every week. We try to pick an underdog of five to seven or more points um, and who could potentially be on the upset. I have two of them uh, this week, but I'll let you have the floor on this one. Uh, you can go ahead. I forgot to do this. Oh, you're good. Um, so my first upset is West Virginia at Texas Tech. West Virginia's sneakily been good. I think um, Neil Brown has saved his job, at least for the remainder of the year. Uh, Texas Tech is only favored by six and a half points. We both were high on Texas Tech at the beginning of the year. Um, but the backup quarterback uh, came in and, and played well last week versus Pitt. Um, so I think West Virginia could upset them at six and a half. Um, I also have Boston College at Louisville. Boston College, they did not look good, but they kept it close for Florida State, and they probably should have won that game. Um, Louisville's favored by 13 and a half. I think Boston College could potentially upset Louisville here because I have not been impressed with Louisville at all. Yeah, I'm going to go – The, the, I think the only way that happens, it turns into a defensive battle, which Pitt has the defense to do it. I just don't know if their offense is – I don't know if their offense is there, man. They they did not look good last week at all. Um, okay. And then the player of the week. Um, we might have the same player of the week. Who do you got for this week? I actually had Audrey Estime. So did I. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think I think Estime runs for 150 200 in this game. I think that's why I think it's going to be under the 55 and a half. I think Notre Dame will take the ball, trust their defense, and run the piss out the ball. Sam Hartman, I think, will have 200 300 yards, but I think Audrey Estime just grounds and pounds it all freaking night. Yeah, I can't disagree with that one. All right, man. Well, that's the show for this week. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. We kind of ran through it pretty quickly, uh, pretty pretty quick uh, week this week, but that doesn't mean the games are going to be bad. I think this might be turned into one of the best weeks of the college football year. We have, I think, six top 10 matchups. I think we covered about four or five of them. So this is a great weekend to stay in and watch college football, guys. Um, thanks again for tuning in. Thank you for liking, subscribing. Um, commenting sharing everything like that um we're a small podcast man but we we really enjoy doing it and we really appreciate everybody who's winning um or i mean following along with us not winning you see how tired we are uh, later in the week guys um any last cool. words for everybody andrew before we head off here go nc state and that have fun and enjoy uh, <laughs> i ain't really getting my hopes up on that all right, guys. Well, we'll see you next week, man. And uh, 
enjoy enjoy this next weekend. It's it's going away too quickly. That's for sure. That is exactly right.